Next on the 5 o'clock report. The state of our state is strong. How anyone could be that irresponsible? November 2nd is when this was planned. We had a sinkhole, sucked up a couple of cars. It's like glamping. This has got to stop. Touchdown, dogs! Now, let's go to the newsroom. New York, New York. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. What shape is the state of New York in these days? Just great, says Governor Kathy Hochul. My fellow New Yorkers, after three very, very difficult and painful, tragic years, I'm proud to stand here and say that the state of our state is strong. But we have work to do. The freshly elected Democrat delivering her State of the State address to lawmakers in Albany this afternoon. Highlights include plans to spend a billion dollars on closing gaps in the state's mental health care network. Other talking points include making housing more affordable and addressing public safety. We're putting state money to help our locals on the ground. I've also directed our state police to play a more direct role as they started last year. We're going to expand the state police community stabilization units to 25 targeted communities across the state. While Hochul says she's optimistic about how New Yorkers will fare in 2023, our Jeremy Miller reports that an increasing number of people apparently are not. Yeah, that's right. U.S. Census data released last month found New York had the largest population decline last year as nearly 300,000 people left the Empire State. New York lost a seat in the House where power is apportioned based on population following the 2020 census and would have lost two more in 2020. New York was once the third largest state, but now it trails Florida in population. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. All right, thank you, Jeremy. Now to Washington. Will President Biden's rebuke of Donald Trump's document mishandling come back to bite him? How would anyone could be that irresponsible? Well, Republicans today expressing outrage after learning that Biden himself mishandled classified documents while vice president. Biden apparently left behind a dozen classified docs in a closet at an office he used after his vice presidency ended. One big question, that mistake was apparently discovered prior to Election Day, but is only now coming to light. Former Georgia Congressman Doug Collins tells Fox News it's all about that timeline. November 2nd is when this was found. We heard nothing. And the only question is, was it kept after the election? Did the FBI get notified? Did DOJ get notified? When is the timeline here? The chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee expects to be briefed on the Biden docs. Democratic Senator Mark Warner says the committee needs to be briefed on those documents and those recovered from Trump's Mar-a-Lago compound as part of its constitutional obligations. The former chief financial officer for the Trump organization sentenced to five months in prison today on state tax fraud charges. Alan Wesselberg, who worked for Trump for decades, pleaded guilty last year and will now head directly to prison. We had a sinkhole in the valley that, uh, that sucked up a couple of cars. In California, the problem is usually not enough water, but not today. Sinkholes, mass evacuations, at least 16 fatalities, and the rain and wind just keep coming. In the third of a series of powerful storms slamming the West Coast, fire chiefs are usually fine with a lot of water, but this one's seen enough. In less than 12 hours, we've received more than 8 inches of rain, with 7 to 8 inches still forecast to fall. This beachside restaurant owner place one of hundreds flooded out so this restaurant's been in the family for decades have you ever seen damage like this before i have not this woman like millions of californians coping the best she can we've been out of power just got it back on for only one day to lose it again we lose heat we lose hot water and so it's like glamping the national weather service says up to 17 inches of rain has fallen in the past 48 hours in parts of central california border security a hot topic this week following president biden's weekend visit to El Paso, Texas. Democrat Henry Cuellar of Texas says the plans Biden pushed during that visit might do some good. I talked to some of the Border Patrol 
agents and they feel that this plan will work. That is, you provide an incentive for people that want to ask for asylum to do it the right way. And if they don't, then there should be a disincentive. This week, some U.S. senators are taking a longer, harder look at the dire border situation. There should be bipartisan agreement that this has got to stop. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. The cartels are in charge of that border on the Mexico side, and they are dictating exactly how to come across. They're coaching people how to come across. Blackburn's a member of the Senate Judiciary and Armed Services Committee. The sound of war. Russia intensifying attacks in eastern Ukraine. Today, the Washington Post, among outlets, reporting that the Pentagon is getting ready to bring Ukrainian troops to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, as soon as next week to begin training them on the U.S.'s advanced Patriot missile defense system. A teacher shot by a young student last week being hailed as a hero. Newport News, Virginia Police Chief Steve Drew. This shooting was not accidental. It was intentional. Drew praising teacher Abigail Zwerner for getting her students out of harm's way before leaving the classroom. The six-year-old shooter somehow got his hands on his mother's legally purchased handgun. One bullet hit the teacher's hand and chest when the child opened fire last Friday at Richneck Elementary. He's still in custody. Zwerner remains in stable condition. Flush with a little Christmas cash. Some bargains are apparently to be had right now online. Adobe Analytics reports that online prices were down 1.6% last month compared to a year ago. This as holiday discounts drew more shoppers with computers down more than 16% over the past year. Electronics dropped 12% and toys were down more than 7%. CBS's Allison Keyes. The National Women's Soccer League has slapped four former coaches with lifetime bans. The National Women's Soccer League has permanently banned four coaches and announced a disciplinary action against several other persons and teams. The move is in response to an investigation into alleged abuse and misconduct. It found, quote, widespread misconduct directed at players dating back nearly a decade. CBS's Jim Crisula. Well, in real life, a frog doesn't stand much of a chance against a bulldog. Turns out that's true in college football, too. The play action, Bennett looks down the middle, McCockey's wide open, touchdown dogs! Yeah, sentimental favorite TCU's Horned Frogs, no match for the Georgia Bulldogs, who romped to their second straight college football national championship, 65-7. to Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett can hang his his hat on what his coach says was his best performance ever. Throwing for over 300 yards and four touchdowns, he rushed for two more scores. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a closer look at Governor Hochul's State of the State message, suspensions in the Rochester School District over a leaked video, and how DeMar Hamlin's near tragedy put the power of prayer center stage. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional weather forecast. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight, a little moonlight starlight once in a while. Chilly for sure, low temps 20s. For tomorrow, clouds mixing with some sunshine. High temperatures mid-30s to around 40 or so. Then on Thursday, cloudy becoming breezy and relatively mild with some rain showers. It could begin as a wintry mix in central New York. High temps into the 40s. And then rain on Friday could go over to snow in western sections with some gusting winds as well. All right, thank you very much, Kevin. Checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. We'll start with a deeper dive into this afternoon's State of the State address by New York Governor Kathy Hochul. The Democrat told lawmakers in Albany she has 147 policy proposals for her first year after election as governor. My goals are straightforward and clear. We will make New York safer. We will make New York more affordable. We will create more jobs and opportunities for the New Yorkers of today 
and the New Yorkers of tomorrow. Mental health needs in the state prominently featured in her address. She says 3,200 New Yorkers needing mental health care live on the streets and in the subways. Many others of all ages still suffering. As for abortion, Hochul's speech did not use the word outright, but as usual couched it within a women's rights framework. And as other states slide backwards when it comes to protecting basic fundamental rights, we will continue to enshrine and protect those rights every single day. And will continue to be nation leading. This was Hochul's first state of the state message before legislature members during the pandemic. She addressed a near empty building. Multiple Rochester City School District employees suspended after video of a recent shots fired incident was made public. That footage showed students rushing into the entrance of a building at the Franklin Educational Campus last week to avoid being hit by gunfire. Rochester School Superintendent Carmine Peluso among those upset by the release of that video. I am extremely disappointed that during an active investigation, an image was shared by media that could potentially put other students in danger and would hope that others would take this into consideration before doing those actions in the future. Thankfully, none of the students ended up getting hurt. All of the affected workers are on paid administrative leave as an investigation into how the security video ended up being shared moves forward. Rochester Gas and Electric apologizing to customers for the poor service they've been receiving. They're promising to make improvements. People have been upset with the utility company due to high bills, issues with billing cycles, and also inconsistent meter readings. Our GE says plans are in the works to hire additional employees who will be focused on resolving those complaints. An investigation underway to what caused a person to fall off a bridge and into the Onondaga Creek in Syracuse. The individual ended up in the water near the Dickerson Street Bridge yesterday, could not free themselves from a rocky bank because they were hurt. Firefighters needed to use ropes and a special stretcher to get the person to safety. The individual brought to a nearby hospital for treatment of non-life-threatening injuries. Up for a good snowball fight? Just start making as many snowballs as you <laughs> This one will be for a good cause and for a world record. Rochester's pirate Toy Fund is looking to make history by hosting what's billed as the world's largest ever snowball fight. Assuming we still have some snow left after all the rain and mild temps, it'll be February 18th at Archer Road Field in Chile. The day-long festivities will include food trucks, games, and more. The current record why is pretty formidable. 7,681 participants did icy battle in the Canadian city of Saskatoon in 2016. If you want the details on Rochester's attempt, you'll find it where else? world's largest snowball fight.com. Pennsylvania Governor Wolf calling a special session Monday for lawmakers to consider a constitutional amendment that protects victims of child abuse. That session adjourned, though, without legislative action. However, three other proposed constitutional amendments approved by a Pennsylvania Senate committee. Two of those amendments are designed to guarantee election security. The other gives the legislature more authority to oversee executive branch actions by canceling regulations even if the governor wants to keep them. If these amendments are eventually added to the state constitution, Pennsylvania voters would have to show ID before voting, and the state's auditor general would have authority to audit election results. The PA Senate and House passed those proposals in last year's legislative session, but then Governor Tom Wolf vetoed them. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Thank you, Greg. Staying in Harrisburg, a Senate committee in Pennsylvania wants to put the brakes on future gas tax increases. That from Family Life's Brian Query. By a vote of 11 to 3, the Pennsylvania Senate Transportation Committee approved Senate Bill 35, which would stop the automatic gas tax increase for 2023 and permanently set the wholesale price of gasoline at $2.99 per gallon. Pennsylvania's gas tax increased by $0.03 on January 1st, bringing the total to $0.61 per gallon, the second highest gas tax in the nation behind California. 
The Transportation Committee also passed a bill that dedicates gas tax revenues to road and bridge safety projects. Brian Query, Family Life News. All right, Brian. A fire today in Mifflin County, PA, left an apartment building destroyed. Seven families without a home and a firefighter suffering minor injuries. Fox 43 News reporting firefighters were dispatched to West Charles Street in Lewiston just before 9 a.m. to battle those flames. The building deemed a total loss. Fire marshal investigating the cause. Prayer has rushed into America's public consciousness in huge ways in the week since NFL player DeMar Hamlin suffered an on-field cardiac arrest during Monday Night Football. Prayers were prominent in sportscasts, talk shows, huge prayer gatherings. Erie Bishop Dwayne Brock says prayer was something everyone could do in DeMar Hamlin's situation. Coming together all over the country, yes, even all over the world, um, praying, calling upon divine intervention uh, to help this young man, and obviously it works. The leader of the Victory Christian Center told Erie News Now that this unique process united people from varied backgrounds. Black, white, uh, irrespective of their particular denomination, but coming together, calling on the Creator for help. The Bills team surrounded Hamlin with prayer while medical personnel worked to save his life. Many described in national broadcast as praying for their teammate. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks starting flat today, but moving slowly upwards throughout the day. Top gainers span multiple sectors as Warner Brothers, Steelmaker Nucor, and United Airlines gained 8%, 7%, and 5% respectively. Thursday's consumer price index numbers will likely be the main storyline for the week, oil remaining relatively flat at $75 a barrel. The Dow rose 186 points, the S&P 500 adding 27, and the Nasdaq was up 106. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com. All right, thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. There's a treasure map leading to riches worth more than silver and gold. Hi, I'm Rob West with a Faith and Finance Minute. That treasure map will only cost you the price of a Bible. God used Solomon to record most of the 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. They contain wise sayings, godly counsel, and ways to honor God with your life, and especially with your finances. For example, Proverbs 21:20, Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. One of the wisest investments you'll ever make is to spend time each day reading a chapter of Proverbs. They say wisdom is the art of godly living. So when you read Proverbs, put into action what you've learned. You'll grow in wisdom with eternal value. Get biblical answers to your financial questions in the FaithFi community. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance in your app store or visit faithfi.com. Alrighty, now coming up on the 5 o'clock report, a most unusual retirement plan. Still it's a real good bet, the best is yet to come. I'm Kevin Williams and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. We're going to be tracking a storm system later in the week that could generate a rain-to-snow scenario in parts of the area as we head from Friday to Friday night. In the meantime, it looks fairly quiet, partly to mostly cloudy tonight, a little moonlight starlight once in a while, chilly for sure, low temps 20s. Tomorrow, clouds mixing with some sunshine, high temperatures mid-30s to around 40 or so. Then on Thursday, cloudy becoming breezy and relatively mild with some rain showers that could begin as a wintry mix in central New York, high temps into the 40s, and then rain on Friday could go over to snow in western sections with some gusting winds as well. 
All right, sounds very good. Thank you, Kevin. Finally, at five, an 82-year-old Walmart cashier has worked his last shift thanks to a TikToker who raised more than $100,000 for the grandfather, widower, and U.S. Navy veteran. It's so overwhelming and it's so big. I can't even put my arms around it, to, to tell you the truth. It's so amazing how good people are. Butch Marion of Cumberland, Maryland, was finally able to retire after receiving the check from Rory McCarty, whose post on TikTok was viewed by more than three million people. I first want to thank our Lord and Savior, yep. Jesus Christ, because it wasn't for him. He wouldn't have pricked my heart to start this. Reach it. The money to help Butch Marion retire was raised in just two days. Now the war hero says he feels like a new man. I would like to thank everybody around the world that gave me this. And uh, I'm like a bird out of a cage now. <laughs> well put. 82-year-old Butch Marion says he plans to use that money to pay off bills, go fishing with friends, and visit family in Florida. Enjoy it, sir. You've earned it. That's the world we live in for Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.